Chavtet Iyar, Tafshin Ayin Tet. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. which is a very appropriate song for uh, the days we are in, Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Hebron, celebrating the 52nd anniversary of our return to these uh, places, the heartland of the land of Israel. 
Udi Davidi in his uh, song references the Ayelet HaShachar, which Chazal likened our Geulah to the Ayelet HaShachar, to the sunrise, that comes up slowly, 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 but once the sun is up, is out, so to speak, you can see it, then it starts going quickly. And Kach Hi Geulatan Shel Yisrael at the beginning, it's very slow. And we've seen that process going back uh, probably over 100 years where the process begins of Jews going back to the land of Israel, building the land, cultivating, growing. But But once it began, the state of Israel was created, even before that, the Balfour Declaration, it just, the, the history zipped along so fast it is hard to even imagine. Welcome in, one and all. Welcome to this week's live edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we are on. Make a note. Tell your friends. That is a very important thing that we can ask of you. If you want to help out this show and get us... Uh, get us on to the next level tell more people about it and uh, let's also get more people to like our facebook page facebook.com slash the israel show we post on to our facebook page every week after the show links to the youtube videos of songs that we played if they have a youtube video some of the older ones don't and we will do the same today we'll also post um, we post articles or other interesting material that we spoke about during the show, and we will post a picture that we will talk about soon as well. If you missed yesterday's JM in the AM special, it was JM, it was JM Sunday, which um, is usually hosted by Matis at 7 a.m. every Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. A great show, 7 to 9. Um, we uh, we co-opted <laughs> the show. Well, no, Matis was nice enough enough to give us the time, and uh, he also participated in part of the show. And we had a special, a Yomi Rishon special, as we do each and every year for the last I don't know how many more than I want to think about years. And the link to listen to that will be posted on our Facebook page as well, or you can just go to the archives of the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com. Click on archives or download the app. The Nachum Siegel Network app is available for free on the various stores of the various phones and devices that you have. A classic of Yom Yerushalayim, which we didn't play yesterday, is Lior Parchi uh, singing Shomer HaChomot. And um, a few years ago, they produced a beautiful, beautiful video that goes with that song. And again, you can see it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Israel Show, after the show. The gist of the song is that uh, as, as a child, this soldier, now this young man who's a soldier, talks, uh, thinks back about when he was a child, and he learned to the declaration, and he learned the declaration, on your walls, O Yerushalayim, I have placed um, 
watch watchmen shomrim real shomrim and he says and who would have thought that one day will come and i will be one of those very moving that I will be one of those Shomrim that God promises through uh, his Nevi'im that that day would come and here it is in front of us. What, a, what, what an amazing time we live in and what a, what, what a time to celebrate the reunification of Yerushalayim and it's 52 years on the Jewish sovereignty. Leo Parchi, Shomer Chomot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
היום ירושלים קלאסיק שומר חומות. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your week. Nachum mentioned a bit earlier, if you're listening live, we will be on break next week because... Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should be... Um, controversial or anything but uh, next Monday is the second day that is tacked on to the Chag of Shavuot when one is outside of the land of Israel and so we will not be on the air because I will not be in the land of Israel I just was got back yesterday short trip joined with uh, joined a, a beautiful wedding of a very close friend a very close friend's daughter And it was very great. I, I, don't, I don't usually do that. A lot of people do that. They go for like, you know, three days, two days. It's unusual for me, but this was very special. Um, and of course, while I was there, <laughs> while I was there, this insanity of having around two elections was voted in. Um, in fact, uh, I just received the information about Novik, no, Novik now, Jake Novik's program, that he's going to look at what really led to the new elections in Israel and offers advice to Benjamin Netanyahu and Avigdor Lieberman on how they can both win. Um, it'll be interesting to hear what uh, Jake Novak's take is. It would seem to me that Avigdor Lieberman, who heads up the Israel Beitenu party, who had five seats reached a conclusion that he wants to get rid of Netanyahu and be able to um, get a position of greater power. And so he made up, he literally made up a controversy about um, the law requiring or exempting yeshiva students from army service. This has been going on from day one of the State of Israel and now to force Israel to go into another elections as if this is the reason because they were going to pass an update to that law and he was against uh, the, the way it was going to be it, it's just ridiculous but as everybody in Israel says the only person who understands Lieberman is Lieberman so 
I got to say, I, I would be surprised if the turnout would be nearly as big for this election. People are sick and tired and fed up with the whole thing. They had three months of nonstop barrage on radio, television, and even more so on their phones because the, um, the political parties in Israel are very smart about using social media and text messages. And people get constant text messages. It makes their life crazy from the political parties. And it really wasn't necessary. Avigdor Lieberman promised, he promised before, it was an a, a, a election um, part, part of what he was offering to the voters. He said, you vote for me, you get me, and I, of course, will support Netanyahu. And that, not shocking that, uh, that politicians lie, but that was a total lie. And when push comes to shove, they were one, the Likud, that is, was one member of Knesset short of having the 61 majority that they need to form a coalition. And because of that, what, what usually would happen in such a case, not that there's ever been such a case, but in theory what's supposed to happen is that the mandate, so to speak, to, to, um, to form the government would be was given to Netanyahu, right? And it now would be returned to President Rivlin. That's who gave it to him. President Rivlin could then meet with the heads of all the other parties and decide that he's going to give a chance, let's say, to Benny Gantz, if he's convinced that Benny Gantz has a chance of putting together a government. And, and Prime Minister Netanyahu wanted to avoid that because Prime Minister Netanyahu and President Rivlin do not get along, to say the least. So Netanyahu had to come up with a way to keep this from happening, to avoid the mandate going back to the president and the ability to have Rivlin make a decision that might end up keeping him out of power. So they did a really politically brilliant move, but absolutely absolute insanity. The Knesset voted to dissolve itself after like a month. Since since the Knesset was uh, was was very ceremoniously sworn in, so that's the madness that's going on. We, I want to mention two things. I spoke here many times about the um, I don't want to say evil, but the destructiveness that is created by people in the religious Zionist community going out and running on their own party list with the full ego and confidence in their ego <laughs> that they're going to be able to get enough votes to reach the threshold of a minimum of uh, three point something percent of the electorate. And I specifically mentioned Orly Levi Abukasis. She didn't make it. I mentioned Eli Yishai, but Eli Yishai did the responsible thing and withdrew, which was the responsible thing to do. And I also mentioned Faglin, Faglin's party. And people were upset with me because Faglin seems to have support amongst the... Uh, a certain demographic of the Orthodox Jewish community in America, and I think it's because they really don't know him. 
he's very smart he's very sharp but as a result of his running in the election alone all the polls and the polls are meaningless we see that the polls are meaningless don't don't be thrown by the polls his running alone cost the religious Zionist black and the right wing a victory meaning Shaked and Bennett who were like a thousand votes away from the threshold which means it was credible for them to run they would have been in with four seats the right led by Netanyahu would have had a coalition of 64 or 63 wouldn't need Lieberman would be able to go on we would be able to avoid this whole thing now some would say well if Bennett and Shaked didn't run also true but in hindsight that's very different that's very different because when uh, when Feiglin decided to run all the polls show that he has nothing he did gain steam afterwards, and then he lost the steam. It was, it was momentary. But he's been doing this for the longest time, and he already announced that he's going to run again. How crazy are we? I mean, the Einstein definition of insanity. Hopefully, Bennett and Shaquette are going to find a, a good home to go, to go run with rather than uh, go out on their own again, because that also would be folly at this point. We are our own worst enemies. We've seen it all throughout the history. Everybody thinks they know better. We're going to go to a song and then we're going to share with you a beautiful moment from last night at Yeshivat Merkaz Harav. They have this um, enormous celebration every year in the Yeshiva for Yom Yerushalayim. And um, the Prime Minister was there and spoke. He speaks almost every year at that celebration. And uh, before the speech, Rosh Hashiva, Rav Shapiro spoke, and it was a really nice moment, which we'll share with you um, after the after the song. This is Yushalayim Ha'acheret, sung by Yizar Cohen. It's often overlooked as a great Yushalayim song, um, written by Yossi Gamzu. The words, the uh, melody by Amos Meller. It was part of the um, Tufshin Lamidalid. Um, Mizrahi Song Festival Lam Natsach Shir Mizmor and um, it, it's overlooked so we'll play it there's going to be a link on the Facebook page hope you enjoy it my name is Mayor Weingarten you are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network Yerushalayim, 
ספר לשוטרים, ומול אותה גבעת תחמושת דם ועצב, את כל פצעי החפירות כמו בדברים. חובש הזמן בתחבושות קרירות של עשב, ובשווקי הצבעונים צועק הרחוב. עברית צרודה כזאת בערבית ניחרת, שהעתיד על החשבון פורח חוב. במפרעה לירושלים האחרת, ירושלים, ירושלים, ירושלים של שלום. ירושלים, ירושלים, ירושלים של שלום. אהובתי אבני הכותל החמות, משננות אחרי אלפי פתקים של צער, את מעופן של היונים על החומות. עם המחר המתהלך בחצצת, ומול מגדל דוד שבים האוהבים. ימין משה וארתור אט אט וחרש, פשוט לקטוף בך אשכולות של כוכבים. אז לילה טוב לירושלים האחרת, ירושלים, ירושלים, ירושלים של שלום. 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 That was uh, Yizar Cohen with Yerushalayim Ha'acheret. Yizar Cohen, to remind those who don't, may, remember, may not remember, is the um, singer of the famous Abani B song. That was him with Yerushalayim Ha'acheret. It's, it's a nice song, and the video is not bad either, so uh, you're invited to uh, take a look at it. As I mentioned, every year on Yom Yerushalayim, there is a major celebration in uh, Yeshivat Merkaz Harav, and there's a lot to be said about the involvement of Rav Avram Yitzchak Cohen Cook and his son, Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook, in, uh, in, in Yerushalayim, in the resurgence of uh, Eretz Yisrael and the mindset of the religious world. And... Um, <coughs> Many years, I, I note, for, for many years, I noticed when I saw the gravestone of Rav Cook that it had three dates. The date that he came to Israel, the date that he moved to Yerushalayim, that he, that he ascended to Yerushalayim, and his, uh, and his Yorzai, the date of his death. So my first thought was, what do you mean the date that he came to Israel? I mean, like we go back and forth all the time. But in 1904, when he came to Israel, you came, you know. He, went, he did, in fact, go out later, just before World War I, in order to um, attend 
the Knesia Gedola in Europe with the idea that he wanted to bring the message to the rabbis of um, of Europe the importance of the message of Eretz Yisrael, what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, and the, he wanted to encourage them to be a part of building of the land of Israel and not abandon that into the hands of the secular, as much as he appreciated what the um, non-observant Jews were doing, but it was important for him to try and get the religious, the Orthodox Jews of Europe involved. That was not a great success, let's just say. And he got stuck there as World War One broke out and he spent a few years in London where he, he was given a, a pulpit to be the rabbi. That's where he learned English and that was really good because he then uh, had to deal with the British after World War One until he passed away. He passed away before the State of Israel was established. Also famous story, and we've played the recording of it several times, of Rav Tzu Yehuda, Rav Kook's son, who on uh, Yom Ha'atzma'ut of 1967, just three weeks before the Six-Day War, as Rav Yor ben Nun describes it, I mean, we've heard the recording, you're not going to play it now, but it's a little hard to hear in the recording, but the way Rabbi Yoel ben describes it, he was talking, he was giving Divri Torah, and then suddenly he was like in a trance, and he got all agitated and excited, and he said, Rabbi Yehuda Cook said, but what about Shechem Shalanu, Umahim Shechem Shalanu, Haim Shachachnu Ota, Umahim Chevron Shalanu, Haim Shachachnu Ota, Umahim Yericho Shalanu, Haim Shachachnu Ota, where is every piece, clod, clump of earth of the land of Israel? And, you know, people who were there, and I've heard testimony from people who were, who were at, that, uh, at, at that Yom Hatzmot night in Merkaz when Rav Tzvi Yehuda spoke, obviously nobody's going to say, you know, it, it was like a nevuah, which it was, but not the Navua of a Navi, because we know there is no more Navua today, but there was something different. They all say, his Talmudim, that they never saw him like that. That kind of uh, moments of, the, of, of some sort of divine inspiration, I don't know what to call it, and they don't know what to call it exactly, but it's something that they always describe as being very special. So, when Rav Cook, going back to Rav Cook, the senior, um, he's a Rav in a, a, a shtetl in, uh, in Europe called Boisk, and he's asked to come to be the rabbi in Yafo. There's no real Tel Aviv yet. The rabbi in Yafo, and he sees this as an amazing opportunity for him to go and fulfill his dream of living in Eretz Israel and helping build Eretz Israel and so forth. And he agrees to go. And the people in Boisk are not so excited. But, um, but he, he fulfilled his dream and he went. And last night, I looked through um, old newspapers. Online you can find. <laughs> it's amazing. 
you can find almost all the old Hebrew newspapers from the uh, early 1900s, mid-1900s, before the State of Israel was created, even the late 1800s. There were newspapers coming out already in Hebrew, in Israel and in Europe. And this is from a newspaper called Hashkafa. I have no idea what Hashkafa they are of, but clearly religious. And it's on the page of, uh, you know, from around the country. This happened in Sfat, this happened in this, this happened in that. And then in Yafo it says, Biyom Vav, Chafchet Iyar. This is 1904. On Friday, Chafchet Iyar, Rav Cook arrived to our city to be the rabbi of our city. Harav Hagaon Hadarshan, the great orator. And he was received with great honor from all the different parties and, and factions in the city. And um, people came from Yerushalayim, these are the great rabbinic leaders in Yerushalayim, the Aderet was also his father-in-law. All the workers, the heads of the factories. These were the obviously the the few uh, uh, cities that were that were already established, the very early cities. Um, they all came to. Um, to receive of Koku Vishneha Yamim, Biom Vav Yom Shabbat, Bawanashim Lime Otlevaho, hundreds and hundreds of people came throughout the Friday and Shabbat to to greet him, Vahulam Yatsus Fatson, and all of them left feeling good about the situation. Gamanich Badim Shibadatas Faradim Vamaravim. Now understand that Rav Kook is Eastern European of Eastern European, you know? And in Israel I think still at that time as well, the majority of the people are Sfaradim, even if they're not a majority, they're an important part of the population that are often overlooked by the Ashkenazim. And the Ashkenazic rabbis usually speak Yiddish and so forth. So he writes here, the Sfaradim, the Maravim, the Maravim are Moroccans because they come from the Maghreb, the G is the iron if it's done right, <laughs> which I can't do. But um, that's Morocco and the West. Ma'arav. Ba'u, they came to greet him as well. And listen to this. Diber imahem, Rav Kook spoke to them. Ivrit sacha, shekashel imtso ben harabanim, rav shidaber kacha ivrit. Tsecha below gimgum. He spoke to them in such beautiful Hebrew. And it's, it's hard to find other rabbis that could speak with such a beautiful Hebrew without stumbling uh, on, on the words. So he right away found favor with all the people. That's a contemporaneous write-up showing us that on Chafchet Iyar, 
It's not a myth. It's not something people made up. And Chavchari Yar 1904, Rav Kook first stepped on the land of Eretz HaKodesh, of Eretz Yisrael. And then 63 years later, on that very same day, Yerushalayim is united. And it is his son who three weeks before that unification just goes into some sort of a, a trance and as if a voice coming from somewhere else yells out, where is Hebron, where is Shechem, where is all the uh, all our other pieces of Eretz Israel? He was ultimately made chief rabbi and then made his residence in Yerushalayim. So the date that he comes and accepts the rabbinate in Yerushalayim is Gimel Elul. And the date that he passes away is Gimel Elul as well. Very interesting. So, going back to last night, at Yeshivat Merkaz HaRav, the Rosh Yeshiva Rav Shapira, addressing Prime Minister Netanyahu, who's coming to speak, meaning Rav Shapiro addresses him as part of his introduction, and then introduces him, does something very beautiful. He thanks him, especially about the return of, after all the years, of the bones of Zachariah Baumel. He says, I don't know what it was that pushed you to request that of all things, but whatever it was, that you should be blessed for, for that. You deserve to be blessed. An amazing bracha. And he says that we know that he, Prime Minister Netanyahu, told the family of Zechariah Bamel that his tzitzit were found with him, his talit katan. And then Rav Shapiro Rosh Yeshiva goes on to talk about the importance of talit in Kabbalistic terms, how when you wrap yourself in a talit, you sort of have like special protection. So here's the beginning of that of that piece will interject where where needed. אני מקווה שהדברים ידועים. כך סיפרת על אחותו של זכריה. הטלית עבורנו הוא העיטוף והמעטפת של כל יהודי. הוא בעצם הדגל של עם ישראל. השבוע קראנו בפרשה איש על דגלו. He points out that the talit is the degel, is the flag of Am Yisrael. I think he's alluding to the fact that the flag of Israel is fashioned after the talit, the two stripes of Tchelet and the Magen David in the middle. And he points out that in this Parshat HaShavuah that we just read, 
we're told that um, the people are split up into camps and each one has their own degel and so forth. Ishal Machnehu Ishal Diglo, we continue. So, uh, Rav Shapiro says that based on that and the, 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 the tefillah that we say before putting on the talit, that it's like, uh, like the nesher ya'ir kino al-gozolav yurachef, when you spread the talit over you, it's like the protection of the eagle protecting its children. Yifros knafav yikacheu. And they commissioned a special talit, which uh, had a trelet, um, the trelet strings properly put in, and a representative of the families of the missing in action, the other two boys who haven't been found yet, came and presented it to Prime Minister Netanyahu, and then the Prime Minister put on the talit, and the place just uh, breaks out into a big applause. So unfortunately the part that follows I could not get audio of it. It was last night and I couldn't get the, the unadulterated audio of it. But I heard it live and um, Rav Shapiro's Cohen goes on to give Prime Minister Netanyahu who was wrapped in a talit talit shel trelet and he gives him the birkat konim and after each segment where you say amen the crowd just roars amen. It was just a very moving moving moment. It's uh, you know, in Merkaz, it doesn't matter what the uh, policy, let's say, of the Prime Minister is, whether it was during Yitzhak Rabin's term or others, they always welcome the Prime Minister because they believe that the State of Israel is like a malchut, and the Prime Minister is like royalty of, uh, of the kings of Israel, of the kings of Yehuda, and always treat them with that kind of respect. This is um, Yerushalayim, Yuval, Sela, and Albert Amar song. Most of the words of the song are basically different names. There are like 70 different names for Yerushalayim and uh, that make up the words of this song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shalaim, 
The name of the song is just plain old Yerushalayim. No such thing as plain old Yerushalayim, right? Yuval Sela and Albert Amar with a song that the words, the words, the lyrics are the names of Yerushalayim and the Pasuki Meshkachech. Yer Shalom, Kiryat Melach Rav, Yer Shechubralachech Tov, Masos Kol Tevel, Carmel, Ariel, Klilat Yofi, and so forth and so forth and so forth. Many, many different names for Yerushalayim. Just like the Eskimos have many different names for the word snow because it's such a integral part of their lives, we have so many words for Yerushalayim, different nuances that describe it from so many different angles. Prime Minister Netanyahu last night in his speech mentioned something that I was never aware of. These historic quote-unquote coincidences are just baffling sometimes. We spoke about Chavchet Iyar, that's the day that Yerushalayim was reunited. We know through uh, the great work of Rav Ari Khan that the Gros spoke about two days during Sefirah that are going to be special days, special days of joy. One comes out on Hey Iyar, which is Yom Ha'atzmaut, and the other one comes out on Kaf Zayin Iyar. 
the day before Yom Yerushalayim, and as Ari Khan point, Rav Ari Khan points out, that was actually the day that Yerushalayim began to be liberated. On there was a lot of fighting on Chavzayin Yar that brought us to that point. That on Chavchet we got into the old city, but going through the new city, Givada Tachmoshet battle and all that—that that was all on Chavzayin. So the the liberation of the city began already on Chavzayin. spoke about Rav Kook that came to Israel for the first time and became the Rav of Yaffa on Chavchediyar in 1909. 110 years ago. 110 years ago yesterday. And Prime Minister pointed out that on the 17th of May 1939 the evil quote-unquote white paper was issued by the uh, government of England who were in charge of the land of Israel at the time, which was called Palestine. Now, we don't have time to go through an explanation about what the white paper was, but the, the quick description is the white paper basically undid the Balfour Declaration it limited the number, it, it, it basically gave in to all the Arab demands, the Arabs who used terrorism back then, no less effectively than they do now, terrorized the British to the point that the British just gave in to all their demands. And their demands were that Jews would, the flow of Jews coming into the land of Israel would be stopped, brought down to a trickle, that the Jews would no longer be able to buy land from the Arabs. Again, I'm, make, I'm simplifying it a little bit. The fact is that because of this white paper and the limitation of the number of Jews that were allowed to enter the land of Israel, I think it was 70,000 during a period of the coming five years, and this was issued in 1939 just as the Holocaust was about to begin, this white paper is not really white, it's bloodied red with the blood of so many Jews that could have been saved and brought to the land of Israel. The white paper was officially produced on May 17th, 1939, which comes out to Chafchet Iyar. 30 years after Rav Cook steps in the land of Israel it's 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 amazing the 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 horrific white paper of Cook's entry to the land of Israel the reunification of Yerushalayim all share this one Jewish date. Don't ask me to tell you what it means. I don't know. But I, it is it's fascinating, and I'm hoping that people will think about it, and maybe there's something to be learned there. We are going to end off today's show with Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, the version that Ari Goldwag put out in 2014. And we're going to introduce it 
with the recording that introduced Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, the Yerushalayim Shel Zahav debut in 1967 on Yom Ha'at three weeks before the war, another semi-prophecy. It was not part of the contest of the festival that was taking place that year, the, the music festival that took place on Yom Ha'at It was a special song that was presented in between the while they were voting or counting the votes or whatever and the MC of the evening is introducing this new song about Yerushalayim that Teddy Kolak, the new mayor asked Naomi Shemer to write in order to keep Yerushalayim in our hearts and in our minds so we'll play that introduction this is that was the world debut of this song and this is the introduction to it and then we'll go Tari Goldwegs, Yerushalayim Shel Zahar. Before we do that, we want to say thank you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff and the Nachum Siegel Network. My very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up immediately after the Nach- after this show on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novik Now. Jake Novik will look at what really led to the new elections in Israel and offer some advice to Prime Minister Netanyahu and Avigdor Lieberman about how they can both win. I have a feeling they're not listening. And even if they'd listen, they wouldn't take the advice because they're not interested in winning as much as they're interested in killing the other guy. And then after that, the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, following JM in the AM, this is Mayo Wangan reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no, they're just running in a different race. קיבלנו בשעתו מכתב מראש העיר שלנו ובו בקשה לכלול בתוכנית הערב משהו על ירושלים. אמר, אמר, פנינו אל נעמי שמר ואמרנו, נעמי, האם תוכלי לחבר לנו לערב זה, למעמד זה, שיר על ירושלים? וקיבלנו את השיר אשר אותו תשמיע הערב שולי נתן המלווה עצמה בגיטרה. שולי נתן. כרגיל מילים ומנגינה נעמי שמר ושמו של השיר ירושלים של זהב.
כבשו אורות המים, כיכר השוק ריקה, ואין פוקד את הר הבית בעיר העתיקה. ובמראות אשר בסלע, מייללות רוחות, ואין יורד אל ים המלח בדרך יריחו. ירושלים של זהב ושל נחושת ושל אור, הלא לחושירייך אני כינור. ירושלים של זהב ושל נחושת ושל אור, הלא Thank you. 